Cryptocurrencies have become mainstream. As a result, many people are wondering if it's right for them. Is it worth the risk? Bottom line, you need to be smart about your investment. On today's show, some cryptocurrency questions answered. We're untangling financial issues. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. Mo is a financial advisor and partner with CloudVestor. Untangling Your Finances. That is the job of this podcast. It's the job of Mo Param. Welcome to Your Finances Untangled with Mo Param. I'm consumer advocate Dave Perkins. And it's great to have you along on the on the podcast. Thanks for being with us. And Mo, thank you for providing great information. Mo is with Cloudvestors, by the way. And Cloudvestors, you can learn more about this fiduciary firm at the website, cloudvestors.com. Greetings to you, Mo Param. Dave Perkins, how are you today? <laughs> Dave Perkins is good. <laughs> Dave Perkins is getting angry. <laughs> um I tell you, let's, let's, let's lighten it up a little bit today. Let's just talk about something light and everyone knows about and all the cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I think everyone, everyone Uh, has heard the term, uh, but I don't know if everyone knows exactly what cryptocurrency is. Dave Perkins is confused. (laughs) You know, I can't wrap my mind around it totally. And, and I, and the good news is I, I'm not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. You're not alone. Many many people are are still trying to figure out exactly what it is. How does it work? Um, is it a right tool for them? Uh, what's the future of cryptocurrency? Um, what's the what's a coin? Uh, what's an NFT? Are they mining? Are are there crypto mines that are being <laughs> built? Like so many people <laughs> are trying to wrap their heads around. It's crypto Just, in them their hills. <laughs> yeah, just trying to figure out exactly what what cryptocurrency is, and and to be honest, I'm learning too, right? I'm I'm learning on I a day to day basis yeah. of exactly what it is and how to utilize it either personally, how to u- utilize it with clients, or if clients have questions about it, you know, being able to to answer the questions as honestly as possible. And we're not going to get real technical here. We're just going to have a conversation on cryptocurrency. And is it right for you and your portfolio? Now, a um, couple of things. You mentioned mining. Uh, that's the term for it, but it's all computer generated. Yeah, yeah, it's all computer generated. So there's no actual uh, physical structures or any mines being built, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, from what I've what I've. But from what I can tell, mining is a way of validating the the exchanges of, of crypto. So when you are ex, you know when you are doing a transaction, right? Mining, uh, vi- mining is a way of validating those transactions. So when you when you are mining, going through uh, the blockchain and 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 validating the transactions between one person and another. Um, that validation, that process is called mining, and there that that's a big mainstream, uh, a big buzzword. A lot of people are getting into it. A lot of companies are getting into the mining space, and as a uh, uh, as compensation for the validation of these transactions, you typically typically are compensated by crypto, right? So instead of getting paid. You know, an invoice of a thousand dollars for validating the transaction. You know, you, you're being paid 
with actually cryptocurrency itself. And and the thing is, and I actually learned this, um, I thought all cryptocurrencies had a finite amount that they would mine, and Bitcoin does, and most do, but I learned this week that not all do. So, I mean, that was the one thing that gives it value. And oh, you mean like the... Uh, having a finite amount that they would produce or mine. Oh, right. Or, yeah, right, and right. I don't think... Um, I don't think all do from what I was reading. So what gives yeah, that think, value? Yeah, I don't think all do. Uh, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, the, the, the fact that there are some coins that have a finite amount does, you know, intrinsically gives it some type of value, right? Because once the, once the pool is gone, well, there's no more. Yeah. Right? So, you know, there's only one Mona Lisa, Right. So right. if there were a hundred different Mona Lisa's, the value would be sure wouldn't be as much. Right. But now, but there's only one. Right. So uh, the price of the value of the Mona, of the Mona Lisa, you know, continues to increase because it's just one. Uh, but yeah, no, there are some that just continue to to uh, 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 issue new coins. Uh, but yeah, the, the, I guess the value would be, you know, if the value of the coins continue to go up. Right. Um just the actual value of it goes up, then um, yeah, that's, a, that's another way that the, uh, the the price can go up. We were talking last week. You had mentioned um, it's I can't remember what was the place Shake Shack or something like that 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 you were yeah. talking about how they accept Bitcoin, but it's a little bit of a process. And then you sent me a text that um, there's another uh, just a, yet another business accepting Bitcoin. Uh, yeah, rooms to go. Rooms to go. Yeah. Yeah, that, that follow actually the next day, uh, received an email that Rooms to Go is now accepting uh, Bitcoin as a uh, a uh, a form of purchase. You can actually purchase, you know, uh, furniture, you know, using uh, with Bitcoin. Using Bitcoin. And I, I read, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but I did read that um, like Overstock, the the website, mm-hmm. um, you can use Bitcoin uh, 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 on their website. In El Salvador, I believe it is. That's their national currency. Is that true? I th- <laughs> well, maybe not Bitcoin. <laughs> Wait a minute, well, this, I'm, I'm checking. Cur- um, I'm, I'm verifying this now. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's El Salvador. Um, the bit, the, uh, the country made Bitcoin legal tender last September. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that that I knew that. So it's so not its actually, national currency then. It's, I don't think it's its national currency, <laughs> uh, but you can actually now you can actually in El Salvador you can actually you know buy a cup of coffee with on, on, so um, using Bitcoin. So once they make it um, legal tender, any business would accept it. Is that correct? Uh, any business can accept it uh-huh will they accept this different story okay so right? it's still up to uh, them like some businesses yeah. don't let you use your debit card right right you know like we talked about uh, i think we talked about it on air where uh i mean there's still restaurants that i know that are just cash only so even though you know as a country we can use credit cards we can use uh plastic we can use debit cards to make transactions there's still some restaurants that that i know of that it's only cash. So, you know, even if El Salvador makes Bitcoin like a legal tender, um, I guess it's, it, it, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's up to the 
uh, you know, the store or it would the, still be up to the, the, the institution yeah. to, to figure out whether they want to take the Bitcoin or not. Yeah, this is from money.com on September 7th. El Salvador became the first country in the world to recognize Bitcoin as a, an official national currency alongside the U S dollar. Mm. Where does, where do you think it's going to go? I mean, all right, first off, the president signed the executive order last week or anyway, recently. We're recording on March 18th. Yeah. And I, I thought. You know, the 9th. Yeah, I think so. I thought when yeah. I read that he was going to do that, I thought, oh, man, this this could be bad. Uh, but actually, it got a warm reception from the cryptocurrency world because uh, it was almost like, hey, we're being recognized now. I think we talked about this last week. We're being yeah, acknowledged. It's being acknowledged. It's um, uh, legitimacy, right? Just the legitimacy of the of the space of the arena. Uh, I don't think they're going ahead, going ahead, and like uh, legitimizing or proving um, any specific uh, coin, mm-hmm. right? But I think they're just uh, legitimizing the fact that maybe there is some value. And it, uh, in crypto itself, in digital currency itself, mm-hmm. and seeing how, you know, it can be, you know, uh, uh, I want to say make it a legal tender here, but how can it? How can the the government actually get ahead of of crypto? Because if it if it is going to be the next the next thing, then obviously the government's going to want to add some type of regulation, figure out ways of taxing it. You know, figure out ways to 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 I don't say profit from it, but being able to be side by side with the with the growth of crypto and and ways to uh, yeah basically profit from it in yeah. one way or another. You know, um, it's been said that uh, the younger generations, it's maybe younger millennials or millennials in general and on down Gen Z, they are natives to the cyber world. And the anyone older would be termed an immigrant to the cyber world because, you know, we didn't grow up with it. I mean, I'm technically a boomer, uh, although the baby boomers invented all of this um it's the younger people who it just comes naturally to so the question i would have is as far as having a a a grasp of it mentally do you find that younger people it's just a natural understanding of what cryptocurrency is um if i were to if i were to just just to say on on average i think the average younger uh, individual knows a, a more. I'd say they probably know more. Just more about comfortable it. with it, I guess. Just more. Uh, that's that's a better word to say. Yeah. They're probably more comfortable with it, right? Um, you know, we've seen the rise of technology in our world. Um, you know, for for fast for past few years, I was actually looking at um, the Nasdaq, which is a index of uh, of tech stocks, um, and. The explosion of of tech in this world has has just has just catapulted over the last few years. I mean, if you think about it, uh, all the apps that have been developed, all the software that's been developed, uh, the ability to um, uh, go to your grocery store and use your i your, your your Apple Watch to tap on uh, on the processing machine and yeah. 
literally you don't have to take your money out of your wallet, right? right. You just literally tap your tap your watch, tap your phone, and your payment's been the, the transaction's been confirmed. So I think younger in the younger the younger generation again has grown up with technology, has seen the evolution of technology, is working in technology. Uh, so they're 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 a little more open to uh, to new things, right? Where some of the the older generation might uh, you know want to take a step, might take maybe a little skeptical about it because yeah. now you're talking about you know uh, finances, you're talking about money, you're talking about investing, and oh. some you know if you're 55 years old and you're getting ready to retire or getting close to retirement. Do you want to add something new to your portfolio that, you know, although for the last few years we've seen the the the, the price of a of a, for example, Bitcoin, you know, exceed you know limits that are you know over a thousand percent, but we've also seen swings of ten percent losses, fifteen percent losses in one day. So and that kind of that kind of volatility uh, in a in a currency that's still kind of kind of new or yeah. the format that's kind of new yeah it scares people it's up and down i mean it really is i saw a tracking of it recently and it's like wild swings you're listening to your finances untangled with uh consumer advocate dave perkins mo param and mo's dog joining in on the podcast <laughs> well, it's raining here it's raining and, and thundering here so uh, i like having your dog on it i think it's cool yeah yeah this is real life, Dave. This is real life. Exactly. That's what it's all about. Around. We got dogs running around here. We got dogs barking. In my day, we didn't use <laughs> cryptocurrency. We wrote checks and we didn't even start writing anything on the check until the the clerk had totally rang everything up because people can wait. That's what we did in my day. What is this cryptocurrency? You know, the whole thing about it is, um, do people, Warren Buffett said, stick with what you know, right? Basically, I'm paraphrasing here, but is it, should you bone up on it? You know, do your homework first before you look at including it in, in your portfolio? You definitely want to, that's a, that's a great uh, point. You definitely want to do your homework first, right? Um, in any type of investment, you want to you want to know what you're investing in, right? Um, you you definitely want to get an idea of what it is, how does it work, some historical numbers behind it. You know how has how how has it performed in different market cycles? Um, look at your overall portfolio. What role does it play in it? So so really get a sense of of what it is. Again again, do your homework. And as far as a role, I mean, if you're looking at it as well. Historically, I've seen the price go from seven hundred dollars a coin to forty thousand a coin over the last you know X amount of years, and that's a short that's a short window. Well, that's something that I haven't seen. I'm just I'm just thinking out loud, right? Maybe that's something I haven't seen in the overall stock market. I haven't really seen that in real estate, so maybe I just want to take a uh, a slice of my of my investments and and you know roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's the role it plays. Maybe you think of it as a inflation hedge, right? Which some people think it is. So maybe you're using it as a way to um, hedge against inflation. So like the new gold? Uh, maybe <laughs> but, the new gold. But gold right? is maybe, gold. You can hold gold in your hand. Uh, you can hold gold in your hand. Um, it is It is a, 
Yeah, I mean, it's gold has been the standard, right? Gold has been the standard um, for for forever. So again, the comfortability of gold. But as the world changes and as investing changes, uh, you know, is this is crypto going to be the the another form of a legitimate way of investing? You know, I don't personally. I and. W- opinion is not an expert opinion, but I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I think it's here to stay and I think it can only grow. Uh, However, we did talk about this last week. I think we touched on this. Uh, It still remains somewhat of the wild west. Uh, I think that's what I was uh, thinking. It could be bad when I heard the the president was going to sign an executive order that would it be strict regulations. And do you think they're coming and how could that change the crypto universe? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of ways it could change, right? I mean, the the order, uh, if you think about the order, the the, the executive order, uh, the the top bullet points of the order, one was to protect the U.S. consumer, investor, and businesses, right? So they're looking at ways to protect, you know, the individual, the investor, the businesses on crypto uh, altogether, right? Um, and then they're also looking at, you know, to protect the U.S. and global financial stability. Right. So, again, not just the consumer, but now protecting the country and different global institutions. Uh, they want to mitigate illicit finance and seeing if it's a if it's a national security risk. Again, protection. Right. Seeing making sure that there aren't any uh, illegal transactions being done using cryptocurrencies. But then they're also looking at ways to make it safe and affordable. Okay, so if you're thinking about making it safe and making it affordable, but does that mean that you're seeing it as an avenue where everyone can participate, especially if it's more quote unquote affordable? And then looking at uh, looking at exploring a uh, basically a U.S. digital currency, right? Maybe making the dollar digital. Uh, so I've heard uh, that that I can see that happening. Right, which would be a form of cryptocurrency, right? Because well, isn't it already day, kind of what's the difference? Currency. What's the difference really in <laughs> the currency that we use in crypto? I mean, it's not backed up by gold anymore. I I don't really get what the difference is. I mean, what gives the the dollar value is the full faith and credit of the United States, and it's 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 but it's also being issued by the United States. Right. Well, so, that's true. It's an it's a sovereign nation issuing it, and not some guy in his basement. Which I don't think that's how crypto <laughs> is generated. But uh, who is so, yeah, so, who so, is behind who who does do this? Who? <laughs> I'd like to know guy? who's doing it for, before I invest in it. Is it some Again, guy in his some kid in his basement? <laughs> that's where the homework comes in play. Right there's there's some there's some currencies that are used in the gaming world, right? So it's specifically used for gaming, and that's a huge, huge uh, uh, part of society right now. Maybe not for the older generation, but you know, kids, fifty teenagers, right? I mean, there's esports, right? So gaming is huge, and there's certain games that actually you have to use digital currency to like buy whatever uh, you need to whatever you need right to excel right you need to buy 
a, 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 a secret password, right, to go through the door of whatever I'm already getting nervous. No, you're not reassuring me at all. I mean, because so, wasn't Dogecoin created as a joke and then it became legitimate? It was a joke. If it's legitimate, I don't know. But it, it, oh, okay, it was so. created as a joke. <laughs> but is it legitimate? Well, I mean, Tesla did say that they were they would accept Dogecoin. Right? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> and that was a joke. If that's, if that's not legitimate, I don't know what legitimate is. I right? know. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. I was listening to a podcast a few, I think it was a few months ago, and uh, it was a guy who was a, they called him a Doge, Dogecoin millionaire. Uh, and the whole podcast was because he invested in Dogecoin. Uh, his story is he invested basically everything that he had because uh-huh. uh, he was running out of money. He needed to do something different. So he invested, I forget the exact number, but he invested everything in Dogecoin. And in a matter of days, the I, think, I guess he just hit it at the right time. The value of Dogecoin just skyrocketed. Well, see, that's what you just said. he made said a million it. bucks. He but made like a million dollars. It has to be. It like lightning striking you. I mean, it has to be that. The only people uh, too, I when I hear about crypto millionaires, it's either people who have so much money they don't care if they lose what they put in it, or it's people who have nothing, so they have nothing to lose. You know, kind of like that guy you just said, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but he, he, he yeah, the 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 argument, not the argument. The the interesting point was, yeah, at since that time, Dogecoin has has declined in value Mm -hmm. and the uh so is he a doge millionaire now or is he (laughs) i think he had somewhere between six and seven hundred thousand so no he wasn't i think he had like six or seven hundred thousand um but it it got up to like over two million and the reporter was asking him you know um they you started with nothing in some aspects, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you had a million. All of a sudden you had two million. Why didn't he liquidate it? I mean, what, what that's are we... what they were asking. You know, like why yeah. don't you take some profit off the table? Which, in investing world, um, we do it all the time. I don't think we do it all the time, right? But that is a strategy, right? You, if you've reached what you figure um, either a peak or you say, okay, well we've made some money. Let's maybe take some profit off the table so we can actually realize the profits. And then, you know, maybe put it somewhere else. Right. But at least because at the end of the day, if it's if it's if you have two million dollars in, in the stock market and it's just on paper, well, it's just on paper. Right. The uh, S&P could go down five percent, could go down 10 percent. And then all of a sudden your investment went from two million to, you know, whatever, five percent. It's right. You, you lost 100 grand right there. Mm. there right. So. uh now, have you? You may want to take some profit off the table, but this is this guy just did it, and you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some. If you think about, it, there, there's some athletes now that are taking their salaries, yeah, um, right. in, in cryptocurrencies. I, you know, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be there yet. I, I would not be there yet because of the volatility of it. That's the whole thing. Quick break, and uh, we're going to tap Mo's brain and get his thoughts on how the average person should approach crypto in their portfolio. It's coming up on Your Finances Untangled. can you enjoy the best of both worlds in your financial planning the convenience of a virtual relationship with your advisor but also maintaining the human touch that's cloud vesters that's cloudvesters.com 
That's a relationship you can trust. At Cloudvestors, you get a personal relationship with one of the team advisors who will help you build a robust investment strategy. It's all about specific, customized planning for your unique situation and for wherever you are in life, whether you're just starting out or getting close to retirement. Holistic financial planning in all areas, including taxes, estate planning, insurance, cash flow, and budgeting. They even offer customized personal websites for clients. The technology of today while still maintaining that human touch. That's Cloudvestors. That's cloudvestors.com. We're back with your finances untangled with Mo Param of Cloudvestors. Cloudvestors, I say it all the time. It's the ease and convenience of virtual financial planning for all stages of your, your life with the human touch. And uh, you can learn more about Mo and the team at Cloudvestors if you visit the website cloudvestors.com. We're talking about cryptocurrency here. So there are extreme cases of people like the guy who just, I mean, put everything in Dogecoin you just mentioned. Most people aren't going to do that. Should we take for now while it's still working its way out and playing out and we don't know yet what it will evolve to, uh, should we take the Vegas approach with crypto and just like, if, if I go to Vegas, I'm not a gambler and I'm terrible at gambling. So I would have a set amount and say, I'm stopping when I lose this and I'm good losing this. I'm okay. Losing this. Is that the approach we should take with crypto right now? Yes, and I would also say that's the approach you should take within with uh, investing in general. Any right? kind of I mean, risk, yeah. Any type of risk, right? But I mean, the first thing about crypto or just investing overall is you want to understand your risk, right? You want to because by investing in just the the by default, you sh- there's a, you could lose money, right? Just by default, just because you're investing. The, the company you're investing in, the mutual fund you're investing in, the ETF, the stock, whatever it may be, the crypto you're investing in, there's a chance you could lose money, right? That's just, that's just inherent with investing. So you want to understand risk. And what I mean by that is you want to understand your risk. You want to understand your, uh, that's why we call it your finances un, uh, untangled, right? right? You want to understand your risk. Um, so again, you want to be able to understand how much risk you, you're willing to take Meaning that if, um, you know, when you see the the volatility that we're seeing this year in the market, right, S&P down uh, somewhere between 8 and 9%, uh, does, that, does that volatility scare you? So that's the, how much risk you're willing to take. But then also you, you want to look at how much risk you can afford to take, meaning that if you look at your financial plan, you know, how much risk can you afford to take? If you can afford more risk, meaning that your portfolio is enough to to uh, uh, to generate enough income for you, especially during retirement, uh, but that, so that um, if there is any wild market swings, your port your 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 financial plan is still stable. If that's the case, that means you inherently can take on a little more risk than the than the than another person whose portfolio their retirement plan. If there's any you know, five, six percent swing in the market, their financial plan falls apart, right? That means that they can't inherently they can't take on too much risk. So understanding how much risk you can take, or sorry, how much risk you risk you're willing to take is a personal question. How much risk you can afford to take is more based off your plan. So really understand really understand the, the risk side behind it. 
and then at that point, it's like, yeah, if if you're noticing that, yes, I've I've made, uh, you know, if you look at the average uh, at the S and P five hundred over the last thirty years, its uh, average is like ten percent. So if you see one year that you've made twenty five percent, right, investing in the S and P, well, well, maybe it might be a good thing to take some profit off the table, right? Yeah, um, reinvest it somewhere else, um, or just have some cash on hand waiting for a downturn in the market. Which we're seeing right now, then that way you'd be buying on a in a lower uh, in a lower environment. So long story short, yes, this kind of like the your Vegas approach, right? Yeah, if you've made some money, uh-huh. it, it might make sense to take some profit off the table. So and then and then reevaluate where else to distribute that cash. Now, we're all working towards retirement, you know, saving and. We don't know how we're going to retire, when we're going to retire, but, you know, we're saving for it. Hopefully, we all are. And okay. uh, here's something. Bitcoin IRA. What, no. are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, it is. Um, it's interesting, right? I think <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, as of like uh, the last report I saw was like in, uh, for as of March of 2020. Uh-huh. There are more than like four hundred million dollars in retirement investments that are in Bitcoin IRAs, hmm. right? Wow! So it is it is a thing, right? One, uh, it is. It's again, not but so much you can put in a year, so you're not, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can only put six thousand if you're under fifty, and seven thousand in IRA if you're over fifty. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I guess you can do. I mean, there's Roth IRAs that have Bitcoin in it, uh, so. But you can do some conversions. But at the end of the day, it's the IRA is is just another vehicle that uh, it's a retirement vehicle that you don't pay any taxes. Uh, it's tax deferred, so any growth in the accounts are tax deferred, meaning that you're not paying any taxes. And then when you make distributions um, from the IRA, it's all taxable to you. So a, a a tax strategy, if you wanted to put Bitcoin in your IRA is that these massive growth swings that we're seeing, well, you're not going to pay in taxes, right, uh, as it grows because it's all in, it's all insulated in the IRA. Well, you're not going to pay in taxes as it accumulates, but you, but as, as currently constructed, but you take those distributions out, you will pay taxes. So that's so it's another way to, to it's another tax strategy, right? Yeah. To, to uh, Again, uh, diversification. To, to diversify your, your portfolio. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is important to make sure that your portfolio is diversified. And some people think quantity equals diversification, but not necessarily not if you have overlap. So, yeah, 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 that's a that's a common misconception. And we see all time where, um, you know, someone comes to us uh, looking for our services and we may look at their current investment um, strategy just to see, Okay, let me get a sense of what kind of investor you are. Mm-hmm. And you know they have, you know, fifteen different stocks, uh, f- you know, fifteen different mutual funds. But when you actually look into it, mm-hmm. there's so much overlap. Yeah, right. And the overlap may do you f- may may be fine for you when the market goes up, right? So if all your if all your stocks are growth stocks mm-hmm. or, or or all tech stocks. And we're in a season where that's a favorable place to invest, then everything is going up, right? 
But if we're in an environment, which we're kind of seeing right now, where growth stocks aren't really that favorable in a high interest, yeah. high um, a high inflation uh, environment, that doesn't fare well with tech as well. Well, if all of your investments are invested the exact same way, well, when the market corrects itself, well, all of your assets will go down as well. Well, you know, they, they will be impacted in the exact in the exact same direction. So, it's diversification doesn't necessarily always mean quantity. It's it's one quality, but it's also different asset classes, um, different um, uh, uh, investments that have dif- that that respond differently in different economic and different market conditions. That's true diversification. Yeah. You, you you mentioned um now you know they're not doing so well some of some because of what's happening on Wall Street or, or in the economy overall uh, speaking of another reaction that went against what I thought it would have Wall Street to the interest rate hike didn't seem to mind it too bad do you notice that uh, the, the 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 seventh oh oh the the Fed's decision yeah uh, earlier this week yeah I mean well, it's I, down a little bit today when we're recording uh, March eighteenth but it's been a good week overall well I, I think personally it was the market doesn't doesn't like uncertainty right yeah it doesn't like uh, guessing and I don't think anybody does right right uh, when it comes to investing so there've been it's been discussed that interest rates were going to go up, that feds are going to in, uh, in, uh, uh, increase the interest rates. But then when, when were you going to do it? When right. are you going to do it? And so now uh, they've got, it's the devil, you know. And, and so now it's actually, <laughs> yeah, it's actually here. Yeah. And also there were speculations of maybe four interest rates hike this year, uh, seven interest rates hike this year. Well, the feds basically said, you know, they're positioning for, I believe it was seven hmm. for this year. Wow. Not that they're going to do it, right? But uh, they're making it but they're, possible. They're making it possible. So they've yeah. finally added some clarity. One, we're going to raise interest rates and we're doing it right now. Um, and then we also foresee the possibility of future interest rate hikes this year. And even they even talked about next year's potential interest rate hike. So it, it, it gives the it gives the investor clarity. Okay, here we are. Now what? How do we invest? Because now we know exactly at least what uh, the Fed's decision is. Yeah. Well, so yeah. So the market has has uh, not, has yeah. has performed pretty well uh, the last two days. Like you said, today, opening up a little a little negative, but. Overall, the, the the two day rally that we've seen has uh, uh, it has been I don't know, but for me it's been a little reassuring uh, because now you know as a as an advisor we can you know add uh, add more clarity um, uh, to our clients' questions and understand how to position their assets accordingly. You know, one final note on cryptocurrency: Bitcoin has become you know the it's just one, uh, but it's become like the the band aid of cryptocurrency because a lot of people just call it all Bitcoin. So, uh, yeah. um, so here's a little quiz for you: How many products can you name that the it's so well branded that the brand name is used for all like products? Like what well, band aid? That's a brand name. 
But if you right. get a if you get a paper cut, you you don't say I. Do you have a bandage? I mean, you you would say, <laughs> do you have a band aid? Can you think of any uh, others? Uh, Kleenex. Kleenex. That's that's one. Yeah. Right. Um, ooh, what's another one? I thought of three, and the other was All right, what are they? that and um, well, Band-Aid, Kleenex, and um, Xerox, which that does not use much anymore like that. But oh, You're aging yourself now. We, I, I definitely am because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one, it's the uh, AT&T. I'm so old, there wasn't AT&T. It was just AT, American <laughs> Telegraph, and that's and we liked it. Uh, we we didn't need any more than that. Just master Morse code, and you were good to go. Now here's some um, uh, frisbee, chapstick, uh, Tupperware, Q-tips. Uh, That's right. Crock pot, um, I think is one. Let's see, Tupperware band aids, uh, chapstick, frisbee, Kleenex. You mentioned. Um, anyway, that's you know that you're well branded when yeah. people use the name of your product to describe all like products. Yeah, Tupperware. That's a good one because Tupperware is just a brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. That's a good one. People used to have Tupperware parties. They don't have those anymore. I'm really showing my age. You are showing your (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mo, it's been nice talking to you today. You're a gentleman and a scholar and a pillar of your community. Well, uh, Well, thank you, Dave. Great conversation. (laughs) Thank you. Great conversation (laughs) today, as always. And, of course, we'll drop another one next Friday. Thanks for being with us, Mo. Thanks for providing the information. Uh, Thank you, Dave. Thank you for always uh, joining me on this uh, journey and uh, like, share, review. Um, Yeah. Listen to us every Friday. Yeah. Thanks for being with us. And thanks for being with us. The journey continues. Your finances untangled. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. New episodes of Your Finances Untangled are available on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Moise Param and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.